What's your favorite Assassin's Creed game and why? <sighs> and why? Well, I like the second one yeah. because the faces are very bad. <laughs> like they did not look realistic at all. Yeah. Uh, but the best time I ever had with an Assassin's Creed game was probably the first one when uh, my brother was, was given it like shortly after it came out for Christmas with the PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. It was like a massive, you know, gift giving extravaganza. And we spent the whole day in a dark den experiencing the first Assassin's Creed in its glory. And it really was wonderful. Is it true that they are all descended from eagles? <laughs> I don't actually know. Is that true? <laughs> I actually don't know either because uh, it was a joke on SEO play. Oh, okay. But it was also... It's, it's also, also like maybe true. Pretty viable, especially considering that they've got that eagle sight ability. I'm a, Oh, that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. I haven't played that much Assassin's Creed. What's your favorite Assassin's Creed? My favorite Assassin's Creed is probably the one that comes right after two, the like two following two, where they had sequels to two specifically. Assassin's like a, Creed two spin drop quota. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Assassin's Creed two lightning returns. <laughs> The, they got there first, and it's weird for Square Enix to have copied them on that, but I think Square thought, <laughs> like, that's what hubris looks like. Yeah. When you think you can make a better game than Assassin's Creed number one, which no one can, and second of all, I haven't really played one, second of all, uh, one is bad, two is good, one is bad. Not in my Two is good, one is bad, the two following two are good, three is bad, <laughs> So you four played- is good, <laughs> five is good, the five and a half is bad. Six is good. Now, what's the deal with seven? Is bad. Eight, very good. Good lord. Nine, I skipped it. I haven't played. Everybody it. skips. Ten, number. incredible. Eleven, uh, <laughs> like actually, I'm gonna have to look at the reviews for eleven because it's been a while. Oh, it says here very good. Twelve, <laughs> I'm not so sure. Thirteen, awful, horrible. Don't play it. Right. Fourteen, very good. Fourteen only online. Didn't play it. <laughs> Fifteen, it had a monthly subscription, Sup- so like not even gonna try. I don't know what you're talking about anymore. 16. 16. That one saved my life. Let's start the podcast. <laughs> the trick is that assassin is actually like Italian numerals for like a secret number. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually the Creed games. The Creed They're the Creed games right. and we've started at like 115,000. <laughs> That's the the ultimate mm-hmm. mind fuck in that game. Four five star- five one, one yeah. five five one. <laughs> N. <laughs> Is this the real life? Is this? Just fantasy. <laughs> it's both silly. It's every day's great. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Every Day's Great. It's a podcast where we play through one video game, Persona 4, the slowest you can possibly play a video game, and then we talk about it. We play through this game Every day in its entirety, but then we just talk about one day that happened. Yeah, we every single day we play through the whole. <laughs> we game play through of the Persona whole thing, 4. and I know you might have gotten a different impression about what it is that's going on here. But that's just because we're incredible at our jobs. That's we're right. Here. We're committed mm-hmm. to maintaining the facade, the illusion, the dream, 
of time. Time is a solid cube, mm-hmm. as everyone knows. Yeah, that's like a thing that my mom told me when she would rock me to sleep at night. Yeah, that's one of the classic tell- tales we tell our children to weep them to sleep. But we experience it as physical forms passing like ships in the darkest of nights. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we're doing it. Despite being ultimate overlord time god, Avery Day's great. Yes. You know, you just got to put your pants on one step at a time, just like everybody else. My name's Caleb Zane Hewitt. And my name's Nick Splendor. And we're starting on June 29th. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably going to be a weird one, y'all. It's been a long day. (laughs) It's been a very long day for both of us. Already in a weird place. (laughs) The right out the gate, number one, hot, uh, very, very important piece of information. The best thing that happened today. We have our first genuine gay, gay moment. moment this is now we're playing our genuine gay moment song <laughs> and it is that the <laughs> no do not give me your gay moment song I, I i don't what is it is it muppet babies no it was gonna be genuine gay moment <laughs> that's all it was gonna be i don't it's not see, really that, a song see that sounded a lot like muppet babies genuine gay moment make your dreams come true <laughs> The girl outside the library that we've talked about a billion times. Yeah. She's outside the library. She's been waiting for her senpai for months and months. It turns out the person she's in love with is a girl. She clarifies that, like, she is so helpful and she helps me with things and she'll pick things up if you drop them. And I'm so, like, these are the things that make me glad I fell in love with her. It was so sweet. It was so sweet. That's such a beautiful thing to say. And this is a reminder of what the purpose of this project even is. Because yeah. in recent sessions, you know, especially we were trying to kind of get through too big a chunk of the game at once. We were letting ourselves get carried away. Mm-hmm. And then we we're forgetting to talk to people because, you know, some days people just say exactly the same thing they said yesterday, just like real life. Yeah. That's <laughs> like real life. You're walking down a hall and everyone around you is saying the exact same words They're they said the day before. Reenacting the exact precise conversations that they've had four or five times already. Walking up and down the hallway until the precise moment you've done <laughs> one thing that day. And you do the right thing. And this is the lesson. This is the this is the like ted talk moment for today Mm -hmm. if you do that exact right thing the whole world can change (laughs) (laughs) and in this case it seems to be that rescuing rise was the exact the fulcrum point Mm -hmm. on which everyone's conversations hinge where reality turned reality pivoted time is a flat cube but we took one (laughs) step in deeper into the cube today and we discovered that senpai is a lady and that shy student is a lady, and this is an actual gay thing that happened in this video game. <laughs> Finally. After all that other stuff that is pretty deliberately, you know, construable one way or another. We found it. We finally found it. We found one character in this game who's definitely in love with someone of the same gender, for we, sure. We found the heart of gay. <laughs> Indiana Jones. This is the very important (laughs) reporting that we do here for you. And we almost glossed over it, too. Like, you know, we're just getting started, and I'm like, oh, I'll just walk down the hallway and dick around for a second. But then I, you know, like halfway through the conversation, I went, what? Oh, Caleb, pay attention. You know? Yeah, I was still getting ready. This was just the first person in front of you. We just stumbled into the gayest thing that's actually happened in this video game. (laughs) (laughs) And we could have missed it. And we have a couple of nice interactions with minor characters and it was a reminder like you said yeah every day is great and every single thing they say is great yeah we had a little character kind of being defensive about Nauki, which was really nice mm-hmm. saying like 
hey, these are some crummy things other people in the school are saying about Saki Kanishi's brother. Yeah. Things like, oh, maybe he'll die too. Which yeah. was like, uh. Like he's fated to the same, you know. Yeah. Uh. uh what? What? A, what an absolutely <laughs> bonkers thing to say. Yeah. And this guy points it out. He's like, absolutely deplorable. Like he's using his biggest $5 words. To, like, really express his disgust. Yeah, I hate gossip. And now I'm yeah. going to tell you all about this I'm awful thing my share friends did. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then we run into the, the final oh. surviving member of the cleaning club. Oh, man. This is also very exciting. We hot out of the gate. Some very some things you could just gloss right past mm-hmm. changed the game today. Yeah. So we met with the final member of the cleaning club who says he's the last surviving member and then clarifies that everyone else has graduated. Right. He says he's looking for someone to continue his passion. And who better to continue his passion than Avery Day's great Lord of all janitors, janitor <laughs> of the world. Universal cleanskeeper. Yes. <laughs> he will dust your soul. And he will mop your heart. And he will sweep your brow. And he the will... Head, the, just that little hair that always gets in your eyebrow. He's just going to brush it aside. And he will rearrange to make it look a little nicer in your house, your brain. If you're just tuning in for the first time, you know, you may you may not remember after all this time that we have declared Avery's Days great as the, like, universal janitor. His weapon is the mop. Mm-hmm. His clothing is the jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. But now... We have received because we already had the gifts bestowed upon us by a previous generation. Yes. Now we have the bamboo broom. Now we have the bamboo broom. Bamboo broom. We haven't had a chance to look at it yet, but I'm very excited. He's upgraded from the mop. He's got the broom. We finally have some reason to look forward to going into the dungeon again. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, that is the thing. I want to look at all their cool outfits. again. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get in there. The bamboo broom. Yeah. Is that a thing that you could actually clean with? Is that a real thing in real life? A bamboo broom? Huh. I don't know. I mean, I guess you could, like, affix a broom to a bamboo, but, like, is there a special thing? What do you think they used to clean the floor in ancient Japan? Like... Probably a bamboo broom. Probably a bamboo broom. But then they also, you know, they have a lot of those rock gardens where you use, like, a rake, Mm -hmm. right? I think, yeah, I think probably they used a rake in their house. Before they had invented... And this is not... You know, this is just because I don't understand history. But, like, before they invented the broom in Japan... Mm Mm-hmm. They made sure everything was made out of rocks that could just be raked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your floor was sand. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why f- that's why floors are made out of planks that have the big grooves in between them so that your rake will fit in. Right and you inside. can scrape all the dirt across the floor. <laughs> I just love the science of home ec. Has Wolverine ever um, done a zen garden with his claws? Oh my gosh, that would be so cute. Like, he'd be really hunched over, I guess. Like, he'd, he'd be doing his, like, his dog walk that he does when he gets real mad, well, but he he'd be like scooting backwards and dragging his claws across. The he's bed. like talking to the rocks, like because they're his friends now. Like, all right, bub. <laughs> all right, little bub, little bub. Hey, little bub, little bub, big bub. <laughs> Bubbles. He calls them. Pe- it's like, and then his teacher is like, "No, Wolverine, they're called pebbles." And he's like, "Bubble, bubble, bubble, bubble." <laughs> all right, bubble. He's, <laughs> it hurts every time for you too, doesn't it? Sand? <laughs> Wolverine was trained in Japan, and if he has oh, not yeah. been if he has not been depicted doing a Zen garden with claws, then I'll eat a comic book. You will? Yeah, I will. You will eat a comic book. Will you eat if a comic book? If anyone can live, send... <laughs> live, yeah, t- 
Periscope live. Yeah. I will eat a comic book if signed some, Nick Splendor if yes. someone finds an official image. Send me a picture of Wolverine. It has to be from a published comic. Yes, it has to be an official comic. This is the first Every Day's Great Humiliation Project contest. Yes, I'm ready. Where you send me a picture of Wolverine. Now, this is something I could just Google and spare no. myself the pain. No, but absolutely I don't not. want to. But for you, the listener. What I want is to live my dream, and my dream is, is that this has never happened. Comic book. And I'm going to have to eat a comic book. Tune in next time to find out. Follow our Twitter account at Every Day's Cast to see whether I have to eat ink and die. <laughs> so we go to hang with our sports boys, and Daisuke says the field's empty today because some other team has a game at another school, which is. It doesn't. I don't know what he's dense. talking about. I really want to, like. I want to, like. Uh, what is it called when you take a sentence and you break it into its parts? Yeah, diaphragm the sentence. I would love to diaphragm the sentence. Some other team, okay, yes. so, so okay, not so our team. Not our team. Has a game, so I was playing okay. a game. Probably a soccer game. At a different school. Right. So a, a different team is playing a game at a different school, um, and therefore, the uh, field is empty today. Anytime, this is the law, anytime anyone anywhere in the country is playing a soccer game, yeah. A soccer game cannot be going on anywhere else in that country at the same time. Practices? Okay. Practice fine. Other games? Absolutely Postpone not. them. And it really stinks because kids, you know, there are a lot of younger kids who would love yeah. to be playing games in like their little leagues or like just with friends around oh, town. they would love to be just having their completely meaningless contests. They would love to be doing a soccer game, you know, in their backyard. Yeah. Just yeah. like together. But, but the only way they can is to schedule it on the giant Google Doc that everyone uses <laughs> to decide when games are being played. <laughs> Some younger kids can't even get on the computer. Yeah. And there's always priority given to the official games. It's really, really tough. And it's even worse because of that new law they passed where (laughs) if any kid is caught doing it, even though they know they're not allowed to be playing a game while another game is playing, Mm -hmm. they can be tried as an adult. (laughs) (laughs) They can be given an adult red card. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> we totally destroy our teammates. We play with them and like yeah. We kick a ball right into the goal. And they everybody's like, "What?" Yeah. Avery? We finally passed him the ball and then when he did something with it, we were surprised. Yeah. So I think we did a full-on bicycle kick just like just like wham, movie style, cinematic slow motion camera, ball in the net, goalie going, "Huh?" Goalie going, "Huh?" <laughs> But he looks down and his Ball gloves in are gone. And the goalie going, huh? Ball in the net and the goalie going, huh? They're finally nice to us. They tell us we can do officially participate in their soccer team. And then we go and we get some ramen with the sports boys. Yes. Co tells us it's hard work polishing balls after a full day of ball practice. Uh, ball practice. They don't capitalize the first B in ball. I really thought it was a stutter for a second. I also thought it was a stutter, and then I remembered slang, and that's how uncool I am. <laughs> that night, we go to hang out with Sayoko at the hospital. I would like to clarify that we do not go to hang out with Sayoko. <laughs> we actually go to work. We avoid ghosts as per the routine. Like, uh-huh. we have to check off. You're given a clipboard when you get there, and you have to check <laughs> off that you did avoid the ghost. Did not like, talk to Did not ghost. talk to ghosts. You brought up today, how many times do you think maybe you hear a ghost <laughs> yeah. before you stop? going to a place that's what i how many how many times does it take 
before you decide to not go see the ghost anymore. And this was the this was the time where it began to feel really prosaic. Mm-hmm. That brought to mind like, oh, I'm just taking for granted that there's some mysterious sound, and I go, huh. And then I get like a little bit more courage, but I'm not really worried about it. Maybe that's because our courage is going up. Yeah. And that's got to be part of training. Yeah. It's got to mm-hmm. be part of the training that they say, okay, you, you ignore the ghost. It's always going to go. Yeah. But, but hey, you leave this job. You're going to be so brave. Ghost proof. Well, not technically ghost proof. You can still be killed by a ghost. Yeah. A ghost, but it, it takes a lot of ectoplasm, but they yeah, can do it. Right. But you'll be the one who's like, no big deal, guys. And then you get slimed till the end. I can't believe we've never talked to Sayoko about the ghost. That's a good point. She does kind of commandeer the conversation. That's like, true. whatever we say, she's like, that's not what I wanted to hear. Let even, me tell you about my problem. Even at the beginning of this conversation, we are ostensibly having a conversation. She grabs us, leads yeah. us to a room. Drags us to an empty room. And then commandeers the conversation by not saying anything. It's uh-huh. just dots for like a straight three or four <laughs> messages. It was like six, six periods in a row. And Caleb <laughs> just said, dots. <laughs> and I died. I died. I'm sorry. There's no way to perfectly recreate the hilarious moment that we shared together. It was beautiful. Where he said dots and I laughed. <laughs> but now you can laugh. Every time you see an ellipsis, read it out loud. When you see someone say, I don't know what I should do. Dots. Dipping dots. D dots. D dots. Full day of the dot practice. It's hard polishing the dots after all this time. She says, do you think you're some kind of counselor now to us? Which I thought was kind of poignant and interesting. Yeah. Because we talked recently about how we are kind of everybody's counselor. Right, right. So when we say something kind of supportive, she's like, what, do you think you're like my counselor? And we're like, hmm, we were kind of entertaining that notion. Yeah, we, we actually kind of do. <laughs> I do think that's my role now. You have kind of forced us into that position. Yeah. But fact. she, we're given options in this conversation. So one of the things that kind of sucks about the Sayoko relationship mm-hmm. is that she treats us rudely and we're given some pretty rude conversational options. Yeah. And as we looked up like what the conversation, what the like point effects were on there, we could say whatever we wanted in this conversation and it was going to go the same way. And that feels bad. It was weird. One of the options was like, are we done here? Like before she even says anything, she's just saying dots, dots. And then you can go, are we done here? And it's like, Oh my god. Yeah, Avery had a couple of options today where it was just like, are you cold-blooded? Yeah, when did you become such a jerk? And that's not me. And we've talked about that a little bit. This like video game amnesia of like who are you mm-hmm. as a person? And I guess you could role play this as having like maybe you're having a bad day. Maybe you're frustrated with this particular character. Like you're a, I guess allowed to interface with any given person the way you feel. Yeah. And Avery wanna, Avery contains multitudes. And if you want to be impatient, with this person who's been kind of rude to you and included you in too many of her personal problems, that's fine, but that's not my style. No. And I don't think that's Avery's style. I don't think so either. No. Well, and also because Avery, as we know him, is a god who's out to have the perfect time. Right. He's mm-hmm. groundhog daying for the final time. <gasps> so he doesn't need he Wait. doesn't need to be mean. Wait. This is the last time? I mean, like we've talked about Avery's like eternal recurring loop, but you're saying he's trying to perfect it so he can escape. That's yeah. the Oh my god. I think right now I think right now we are face to face with Avery Day's great trying to get to the, the true end. Whoa. The final ending. Make it's friends the... with everybody. Get out of there. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like thinking about it. I don't yeah. have anything particularly exciting to say about it, no, but, but that I like adds, the idea. That's, some tension. This yeah, is the... that's our stakes. Okay. Because we have like 
we have very high stats. We're acing every test. We're answering every conversation like, oh, we got it, we got it, we got it. This is no problem for me. Eternal God Avery Day's great. But, but he it, really wants to savor it because this might be the last time he sees any of these. Savory Day's great. But it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there in the name. But it is still possible for us to screw things up say the wrong thing like as many times as you may have done this it's a different conversation every time yeah and we know like we have friends of ours our friend peter who lent us this game who plays this game like every year or so and several other people have said they revisit this game there is that groundhog day element of can i do it better this time or can i do it a little different um and in this case avery is trying to escape the torment of living every day. <laughs> <laughs> every day is great, but he's kind of tired of these particular days. You know, every day was great. <laughs> parting, <laughs> parting is such savory sorrow. I look forward to dessert. <laughs> Sayoko explains that there was a kid that was one of her patients at an old hospital she worked at. Yeah. And the kid was like very sweet. They had kind of a funny relationship. This young kid who was very sick proposed to her like will you marry me and she was like right. i'll i'll answer that when you're older yeah and then when she left she got distracted by her whole like crisis with that doctor right and his wife and decided like it didn't decide she forgot about this kid right who she had been like one of the primary nurse caretakers of for a long time and yeah. she had a relationship with him she found out recently that he passed away mm-hmm. and so she is feeling very guilty. She asks herself, like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, if I can forget something as important as that, like, what is this for? Her complex, like, self-hatred yeah. is resonating with me kind of powerfully in this particular case because we're seeing her last conversation, her complaining about feeling like everyone is always leaving her. Yeah. Like, that patients get better and they leave and yeah. everyone's always, like, transient in a hotel and now she's in a new place and... People are always leaving her. Right. And she said, th- usually when a patient gets better, I get left behind. But this time I left a patient behind. Ooh. So she's like, why was I even complaining about that if I couldn't even do this? So now she feels like she can't even feel bad. She's not even allowed to feel bad about the stuff that has been bothering her because yeah. she's like been goofing up in this other way, which no, isn't super fair. No one's committed to me. But then it turns out I'm not committed to them either. It's just work. Like it's yeah. turning these human relationships and these literally life and death situations into like a chore that I forget when I'm gone. Yes. And I totally, but I get that. Yeah. I mean, how else can you do it? Like that kind of job. And and that's how I treat work a lot of times too. Like Mm -hmm. what you, you've got to move on and live the rest of your life. But it seems like she might be having some ideas because as she, or we might see something new next time Yeah, because as she was leaving, she said, there must be something I can do. Yeah. So I'm interested to see where she goes, especially with this plot. Yeah. And it's also interesting because I thought we were going to maybe focus on that doctor for a while, but we've already pivoted away from her. So that was like her backstory. And now we're dealing with her actual current issue, which yeah. is this kid. Yeah. And and I like that her entire arc isn't about being hung up on that guy. Like, yeah. Same. That's good. Um, but that's just one of many like traumatic incidents or things that have piled up for her yeah she's dealing with a lot and and still not necessarily coping with it in the healthiest ways no, talking to a teenager not at all and especially at the end of this conversation saying it said she looked at you needily yeah and not like ten thousand needles but like needily yeah this wasn't cactuar it wasn't style sexy cactuar mm-hmm. which was what i went for as halloween this year i was only seen for a moment at each party 
Yes, you very quickly <laughs> ran. <laughs> Left a, you threw a cloud of dust up behind you. Yeah, a cloud of needles. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was a, I was a, the opposite of a hit at Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you call the opposite of a hit, where a lot of people a miss, a flop. June thirtieth. So Mr. Yamada is a very interesting teacher. Visually, he's boring. He doesn't have a lot going on. Yeah. He's like just a dude in like a sweater vest. He's almost invisible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he has that that completely blasé bland like general male characteristic of right. being basically invisible. And he's competing against a teacher who always carries a puppet of himself around, a teacher that's always dressed as Cleopatra. That's right. A teacher who's one of the most awful, terrifying human beings that's ever to exist. Someone who is a human vein. Yeah. And yeah, and and he manages to be just like a gentle, kind, regular dude. Yeah. Hanging out, uh, making jokes about how he's also as tired as we are. He was just like, oh, the rainy season, right? Ugh, I bet tired. you, I bet you don't feel like doing anything at all. But hey, guess what? If you just keep going, eventually something good will happen. Wow, I said something inspiring. Now let's take a break. Now let's take a break with a quiz. <laughs> like he's, I we read him as being very just kind of upbeat, deadpan. Uh huh. Just like, well, now it's time for a quiz. <laughs> well, we took too long on that quiz. I hope everybody remembers things that I said. Will he, there be a test? <laughs> like, he asked which one of the these was a name of a real river. Oh, yeah. And, like, one of them was, like, Mahoney's Phony River. Unbelievable. And one of them was, like, Joke River. Yeah, lame Duck River. Lame Duck River. Yes. And then the other one was the Pie Pie River, which looks like pee-pee. It looks like peace, peace. Peace, peace. <laughs> peace, peace River. He says it's Pie Pie. It shares the name with a waterweed there. 420 plays it. 420 plays it. And then he explains that there are other places with weird names like No Name Canyon in Colorado or the city of Uncertain, Texas. Yeah. And I just thought those were interesting. I actually was interested in that. I like that there's a No Name Canyon. I like that there's an Uncertain, Texas. I was expecting different names. And like, I don't know which ones, but I think I have like, there's like a roster of like, oh, that's a funny name for a place. Mm -hmm. Those weren't on my list. So good job, everybody. Yeah. Good job. Persona. And we hang out with Kanji for the second time. We go to Aya, which we've done a lot this week. Uh, we get some ramen, and a random cop comes up out of nowhere and starts giving Kanji weird pressure just for existing. Yeah. Some kind of plainclothes cop in a suit walks in and is like, Kanji, what are you doing in this restaurant? And Kanji's like, what do you mean, man? I can do whatever I want. I'm like, just eating with my bro. <laughs> and the cop is like, the cop is like, there's been a lot of trouble around here lately. Yeah. And Kanji's like, cool cool doesn't have anything to do with me why do you always blame me for things and the cop goes well maybe if i didn't have to blame you then i wouldn't and it's like <laughs> and kanji's like he diffuses the situation and he has this realization as he talks to us like man i guess i really have caused a lot of trouble and he talks about his mom trying to feed him and take care of him but then he causes trouble for her we say to him like okay then just apologize to your mom like, yeah tell her you know that you've caused some trouble for her yeah. and that you're trying to do better and he's like oh i mean uh, it's just really awkward filial piety right right <laughs> <laughs> like and, and if i had been avery at that moment it's like my mouth would have fallen open i would have been like uh uh what one of the jokes that we were making as we played today was remembering that the personas are there with us literally right there they're, they're literally there so to go visit uh Sayoko in the hospital we need a devil persona mm-hmm. and we presently have Lilith with us who is like a David Bowie lady with a giant snake a really big like snake. it's it's 
Mrs. David Boa. And she's incredible. But imagining her standing in the room, this like giant demon with a snake and just like the snake somehow infinitely writhing forward, but never really changing she's like position. Lay, she's like laying in, in the, the bed. Yeah. Like in the, the hospital, hospital bed, <laughs> with the, the snake around her just like looking at us like, Ooh, there, right. I, I wonder how he'll handle this question. Uh, I wonder, I think I'm really improving the vibe in here. <laughs> I think I'm really setting the tone. This relationship is about to pop off. I'm really bringing them closer <laughs> together. Uh, <laughs> Which is like, that's she like throws her snake around both of them and like, tugs at it to like pull them slowly like (laughs) and maybe sayoko can't see this but we can yes exactly (laughs) like so that's hilarious like avery having to tolerate the presence of these weird spirits in order to have these conversations is amazing we're a drama club and kachi is really there like hello hello i'm eating my own tail (laughs) i love this shakespeare have you guys seen my long But then when we're in the restaurant, the um whatever Kanji's uh persona is Emperor. Emperor. We brought we saw just a monkey with a big book. (laughs) We have access to all these. And the one we saw first was like a hot guy, like a hot blue guy. And Caleb was was like, Yeah, bring him. Bring Odin Odin on the date, my mood. Young and naked. Young and naked Odin. And I was like, how about the book monkey? <laughs> it's like, no, Kanji obviously wants the hot naked blue dude. But I accidentally brought the book monkey, and then he used the phrase filial piety. I think, it, yeah, it's because you and brought it's the because book monkey. because of that. And I was like, oh, well, 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 looks like we changed the course of history again. <laughs> Every little moment, you know? <laughs> Could you tell me what filial piety means? It means uh, allegiance to the family. Mm. Mm. So he's saying Fili- that. It's like treating your family with with sort of undue respect. So in this case, he was using it wrong. No, he used it right. Because we said, apologize to your mom. And he was like, I don't know, filial piety. It's tough. Well, yeah. I mean, he's saying like. Oh, doing that that's is That's tough. Oh, okay. Like treat Like he has a hard time acting respectfully or sincerely. Like, I thought he, he was using that of- as an example. Like he, I thought he was saying filial piety was keeping him from. But I think. No, right. I think. he. Yeah, it was kind of a non sequitur feeling. But he, he was real excited to use these words he had just learned from the ape grimoire. Yes. <laughs> And he he yells at the Aya owner, like, come on, get my food out here. And the Aya owner is like, oh, did you order? And he's like, yes, I did order. This was exactly what I ordered. Like, get it out here. Yeah. And he says, but this is right on the tail of him having this, like, sweet conversation where he's like, I'm going to use my powers to make this town peaceful. I'm going to really change things for the better. And then he's immediately screaming at the owner of this ramen (laughs) shop saying, if you don't get my food out here, I'll tear this place to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the guy's just like, oh. And Kanji, Kanji realizes that he's yeah. kind of... He catches himself, to his credit. Yeah, because we're probably looking at him like, uh... Yeah, everybody... The, actually, the music quiets down. Like, yes. everybody in the restaurant's like, huh? And he goes, I'll tear it down, and then I'll build it again even better. I'm gonna renovate your ass. <laughs> and the Aya guy says, well, that sounds great. <laughs> and we just laughed and laughed. And then we ate all of the food that he ordered. And then we went and tutored you. I'm gonna renovate your ass. Each morning I rip down the restaurant. Can't 
understand what I eat. Then he builds, then he builds up another one. Right there. And he cries, did it good. But now I look on that ass I've been eating in, and I'm just gonna build it again. Oh, renovate, 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 renovate. Anybody help me renovate your ass? I feel like there. I feel like we could at this point super cut the number of times that we've specifically gone for that song. Because yeah. it's always in my head every time somebody hits a sustained high note. It's yeah. like, oh, that's what comes next is that piano. It's a really good song. <laughs> with, with apologies to everyone, <laughs> to Freddie and everybody, Freddie at all. <sighs> R.I.P. We tutor shoe. We tutor shoe, and he says. I had a bad time at school today. All my classmates were being really noisy. They're all idiots. Yeah. And we have the opportunity to respond to this 10-year-old child yeah. saying that his classmates were annoying by asking him, were they a pain in the ass? Yeah, the first thing we can say to him, we just got off the phone, like off the human phone with Kanji, which is when you're talking to someone in person. We just, <laughs> we just finished talking. We finished, with, we finished our think, face-to-face tweeting with we Kanji. Finished. <laughs> We finished human tweeting over food with Kanji and meat tweeting. Meeting. That's what the word oh is. My God. The, the, <laughs> the word meeting. You're scheduling a meat tweet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Good. The podcast turned out funny. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Don't be so Well, hasty. don't get too ahead of yourself. If anyone's still listening, we did solve meeting. I'm throwing things Next all over the desk right now. All over. I had a frustrating day at the office. Um, we scheduled a meeting with. Well, it's because we like. I imagine that we. So so. I love threading together the scenes now. So mm-hmm. we literally we like went to eat with Kanji, and as we're leaving him and walking home, we're just going renovate your ass. How could he say that? What does that mean even? But we're just thinking, ass, ass, <laughs> ass. Renovate your ass, and so then once we, there's like it's like it's like that scene from Sherlock. (laughs) (laughs) It's like he's like swooshing the word around (laughs) the word cloud. Renovate, renovate, ass ass, nine, all these different fonts. (laughs) I just have to say it; it's stuck in my head. And so then you get he gets to his job job with a stoop with a child, and he's studying with him. And the whole time he's like, "Can I say ass now? Can I say it during? When's a good time? Does it fit in math? Could could the could the uh, Hmm. is that Instead of X this time, what if we just wrote ass? That must have been astrating. I mean, frustrating. I don't understand. Uh, was that a pain in your ass? No. Uh, did you join in? And is another, what he says. And another weird thing about that is it's another time where saying, were they a pain in the ass to this child? Yeah. Is not, does not give you any negative. No punishment. No. Like, no, it's perfectly equal. Like, you can say anything. Yeah. And it's fine. And I don't like that. Well, we didn't say that. No. Shu clarifies that all his classmates are stupid, but then he tells us, you are a highlight of my week. Yeah. When you come and tutor Tutor me, me. I like look forward to it. I used to just go to school and then get annoyed with my mom, but I look forward to these sessions. Mm -hmm. It's actually, it's still weird. He hasn't ever gone all the way to explain why 
his mom being so supportive is annoying to him. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I get I it. I understand it. It's implied and I get it, but it's funny to have him go, everybody at school sucked. And then I come home and my mom's all like, you're the best. You're incredible. Everything you do is perfect. <laughs> right. And it's like the worst. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Human happiness is a fragile thing. Yeah, it's very complicated. It's a very narrow window, a, a, a narrow aperture. And now we finally made it out of this four month month because the next day... <laughs> Is July 1st. <laughs> July 1st. We take a scooter for a ride in the rain. <laughs> we take a scooter for a ride in the rain. <laughs> we get completely lost. We show up at the train station and it explains that we're getting a feel for the place, but that we're going to need to stay close to our neighborhood before we yeah. try any further out rides. Yeah. And I was like, God, remember when you could just get lost? Well, like... He- as a teen, especially, especially when you get your first mode of transportation, I used to take a lot of pleasure in like, what's over here? And just driving somewhere, you so, know? So, yeah, if this was a big, if this was a big town, well, a big city, <laughs> I would completely understand. What we are presented with yeah. is a town that for months, mm-hmm. Avery has been walking everywhere within. He, he knows these streets like the back of his immortal hand. Not all of them. The picture on the map is a lot bigger. I think there's more to this town than we were able to see. It's because we're constrained by the footpaths. But he's walking everywhere. Yeah. And then we give him a scooter. He Uh goes a few miles per hour quicker. Yeah. And suddenly, he can't even make it to the train station. where am I? (laughs) Which he can walk to. I'm telling you, man, once you're on that scooter, everything will change. Yeah, like, I can't wait for hey, the day I finally get my you license. you get your scooter and then come and tell me whether you get lost. I absolutely would. I get lost now yeah. in my car in a town that I've lived in for seven years. I get lost too, but there's no pleasure in it. It's just frustrating. No, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> I've got things to do. That sense of being a teenager and like, I can go anywhere. And like, I remember a day when I was supposed to go practice a play and I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to do it. Like I just got my license maybe three months earlier and I was like, you know what? what if I just drive the other way? Mm-hmm. And it felt so important and so like liberating yeah. to do that. And I didn't, you know, it's in the suburb that I knew relatively well, but I still managed to get myself lost a little bit and like had kind of a personal exploration afternoon, you know, mm-hmm. wound up at my old elementary school, looked at the playground. was like, wow, I used to be a kid. You just you know? like went to your old, that was your choice, was to go to your elementary school? Yeah, it's called depression. Yeah. Where, I'm going to look at, the, look at wow, these. Wow, look, look at how it used to be good. When I was 16, I thought it was cool to be six. And when I was 26, I thought it was cool to be 16. And now I'm infinity years old and nothing matters. <laughs> Speaking of nothing just kidding, mattering go to a and depression, uh-huh. Marie mm-hmm. writes another poem yeah. that's called You Kill Oh, Me. now, yes, perfect segue. Perfect moment. I'm going to read this. Please do. Please read to me this teenage ass poem. It's so teenage. And I'm not saying it's bad. Oh, no, no, no. It's this just, is just a moment. This is just a, this is a thing that we all do. And it's beautiful. Please share. You killed me. You are a murderer. <laughs> by your silent smile. By your composed voice. By your dark eyes. By your bashful fingers. I am slain. I am a corpse. Foolish, wretched, happy. Surely I'll simply rot away. Oh my god. My last words. Adieu. Au revoir, mon chéri. 
That is her amazing poem. She finds us and she's furious. She says that she hates us. Uh, I hate you, you suck murderer, she says. I hate you, you suck murderer. She says there are no spaces in the sentence. So it's just, I hate you, you suck murderer. But I hate you, you suck murderer. Well, here's, <laughs> here's the truth, though. I hate you, you suck murderer. murderer. The poem. She's revealing that yes. the poem is about us. Mm-hmm. Because and that she, she's, we, that we killed her. Yeah, that we, we are the ones that killed her. Potentially. And then she, she says, stop reading this. I don't know how my poems keep ending up on the floor of the Velvet Room. Yeah. I, I, which is an interesting thing. She mm-hmm. doesn't know. How do these keep ending up there? Stop reading them. Stop looking at me. I hate you. You suck, murderer. The nose and what's her name? Margaret. Mm-hmm. And she's, they're just sitting there like perfectly. They're just smiling a little bit. And going, yeah. Oh, hmm, funny. I wonder <laughs> how that poem fell on the ground. I wonder how that got there. <laughs> Said the nose. <laughs> That's great, Igor. Thank you. It's fine. Um, Would you like to go into a contract with me? <laughs> I'd like for you to sign this document. Um, <laughs> You're going uh, to learn all about personas. <laughs> Welcome to the Velvet Room. Welcome to the Velvet Room. When this first started, did you think it was like she was trying to deal with how she got here? Like when it says, you killed me, you murderer. I was like, oh, shit. The reason she's like a ghost who can't remember anything is because she was literally killed. She was a ghost. And she may have been. We don't know yet. Yeah. But at least, but she's like mapping that feeling onto us, murdering her with. With showing her schools. Love. She's, Call showing, it. Showing her schools is like really getting her. Call it what it is. Like It's love. She went clothes shopping and she was like, you killed me. You killed me. You killed me with your fashion. Your <laughs> pants were bad, but I still liked what they had. Wow. Wow. Oops, I poemed. That was amazing. How many poems have you written that, like, ended with a sort of, like, you felt like was a good swap into another language? Because I'll go ahead and confess to dozens. Really? Oh, yeah. Big poem time. I was not a poetry guy. I've been a poet for a long, embarrassing time. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And you just suddenly would be like, guitar. Dude, I did that shit a month ago. Like... I wrote a very good poem, but I did include a Spanish word. Like, I did, because it was in my head and the rhythm fit. But I, You just can't let me get away with just saying the word guitar in a French accent. It was very funny. <laughs> it was very funny, and I'm, la- I'm like, smiling, but I didn't... I, I did not know. I was like, I, I you, didn't know what I was going to pull. And, I just and the said, French word you chose is guitar. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's the end of the night. We hang out with Nanako, but nothing happens. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. This is Everyday's Great. I'm Caleb Zane Hewitt. I'm Nick Splendor. Get, Get in, in touch, touch with, with our, our products. products.